Spider-Man, Spider-Man Does whatever a spider can Spins a web and it sighs Catches thieves just like guys look out There goes a Spider-Man He's a strong, innocent bud He's got a red swing from a thread well that goes a bad boy that's full of Episode 159 for November 2011. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have discounts that start at 38 and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trades. An example on this episode is on Amazing Spider-Man number 677. In this one, Spidey and Daredevil team up to help the black cat who's been arrested. And this one evidently starts a love triangle. The cover price is $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Welcome back, gang. We continue to answer your message board questions, and we start off the show with a question from Steve Rogers, and it's aimed at JR. JR, uh, any interest in the new J. Edgar Hoover movie with DiCaprio as Hoover? I think it looks pretty good. Well, um, except for the makeup. Uh, the makeup looks awful. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Steve, why, you were going to ask this originally last month, and then you switched it out for the D.B. Cooper question. So uh, I, I was ready for this one, but the answer actually is no. Even though I like Clint Eastwood and like Clint Eastwood as a director, and I think J. Edgar Hoover is a fascinating uh, part, a character, if a, <laughs> if a somewhat problematic one in many ways, the thing is I hate biopics because biopics, uh, partly because I suppose by their very nature they have to kind of force a narrative on a person's life, you know, so it fits within that two, two and a half hours, which, you know, you really can't fit a narrative around most people's lives. Um, and I just really hate going to Google and, and re- looking something up and, and seeing that, you know, more than half the stuff I saw in the movie was not real um, or didn't really ha- happen. And, you know, like, for example, when I went to um, uh, see uh, Public Enemies with uh, Johnny Depp about Dillinger, went to see that with my wife. Uh, and, you know, she was coming out saying, oh, they shot him in the back. They shot him in the back. And it's like, no, here's what happened. You know, Melvin Purvis came up to him, said, we got you, Johnny. Then he started running. And yes, then they shot him. They didn't, you know, Stephen Lang didn't sneak up behind him and then, you know, plug him execution style. You know, you know, so I just hate that. Plus, Hoover you know, you can make a movie about stuff that is known about Hoover. His 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 bigotry, his his uh, loathsome disregard for civil rights and people's privacy. Um, you know, the fact that he he's blackmail he was wanting to blackmail Dr. Martin Luther King. But no, they're going to focus on this. You know, whether or not he was a homosexual, which there is no evidence for that. There is a lot of supposition. One woman years ago at some party told Anthony Summers, a British uh, author, you know, sensationalist author, she saw him in a, uh, she saw Hoover in a, um, you know, a woman's outfit. There is no, and that's it. That's it. That and his weird relationship with his best friend, but but that doesn't make somebody gay. And with Hoover, you know, to do a movie about Hoover, they're inviting so much speculation about a man about which not that much is known. So, no. <laughs> Long answer short, no. I hate biopics. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, two podcasts in a row, dude. Woo. Clink. 
What did you think of War of the Green Lanterns and the Fallout that led to the current book? Uh, nearly made me drop Green Lantern. Damn. <laughs> um, it was it was wildly disappointing, really unnecessary. Um, yeah, it, it it missed the mark in many ways. The build up to it was fairly worthless, and it's just you know it was that thing that uh Jeff John's Green Lantern book turned into build up event no payoff build up event no payoff build up event no payoff and every event turns into more build up and if it hadn't been for the announcement that Sinestro was going to be the new Green Lantern for the Green Lantern book which I found interesting enough to want to stay on I was actually going to go ahead and drop it damn you know I'm re- are you reading JLA or no. Justice League I mean no I'm not it feels very decompressed, and I, I and I I've wanted to get into Jeff Johns like because you say so many good things about him, but that's the only Jeff Johns book I'm reading. Yeah, the only one I'm reading is Green Lantern, and honestly, I've only you know read the first month of that, and it was very disappointing. It was because uh, the concept that brought me on board was Sinestro as Green Lantern, and that he devoted I counted he devoted seven pages to Sinestro as Green Lantern. The other eleven Should pages I... were devoted to depowered Hal Jordan, which is about as interesting as paint drying. George, team loyalty aside, which was worse, Game 6, 2011 for the Rangers or the Red Sox in 86? Rangers, because the Rangers uh, still have yet to win their first uh, World Series when the Red Sox had won one that was just a thousand years ago. That was, that, Game 6 was such an epic game, wasn't it, George? (laughs) F off. I mean, (laughs) I mean, well, I'm a Cardinal fan. I know. But I mean, that, that, May have just sparked my interest in baseball again. I've I've actually been out for. Uh, yeah, can I say something? No, you can wait till yeah, I'm done. Okay. okay. I, uh, <laughs> I, started, um, I was a baseball fan from the time I was three Good up until God. about 2000. Yeah. And then I quit uh, because they almost went on strike, and it really ticked me off. And I I got pissed at the players. I was pissed at the owners, and I I left baseball for 10 years. I mean, we're talking. I used to. This is what I used to do in the summer. I mean, me and my pals used to go out to the old Arlington Stadium and then the ballpark. When we were in college, I mean, like we would leave classes during college, you know, and go to directly to Arlington, you know, to go see watch them play. Um, and I didn't do, I didn't get back into it last year uh, when they, you know, when they went to the World Series for the first time. Uh, I felt like I would just be, you know, it would be a little hypocritical of me, you know, to suddenly get into them now while they're doing good. But then I started thinking about when they got in this year, and I thought, you know. Nolan Ryan owns the team now. It's a completely different set of people, and you know they're they're working hard to earn me back. You know, I mean, without really knowing it, but you know what I mean. I mean, they're they're doing the work. So I thought, okay, I'll go ahead and support them. And uh, they, <laughs> and then which was funny because I had to watch Darren Oliver blow a lead and lose the game for him, which I was seeing 17 years ago. <laughs> so you know, the same guy on the same team. So it's 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 funny how you know things things change and remain the same. All right, now now you can chime in, Zach. My sincerest apologies to George. All right. You, Brad, I, I got to call you out on this. <laughs> oh, because Lord. Sorry, we're running out of time. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, Mr. I don't like sports, you're talking about, oh, I, what a, you know, what, what, a, what a World Series. You fair-weathered fan, you. I, I guess so, but it sparked my interest right. in sports. L- let me tell you something. Six, my God, that man. was one of the greatest awesome. baseball games I've ever seen in my entire life. Me too. Um, that I, I I may never ever see a, a greater baseball game than that. Yep. Um, as a Rangers fan, it was so disheartening knowing full well that you are two 
Igor a strike away tw- not once but twice from a World <laughs> Series title. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, you know, for 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 a lot of reasons. Um, uh, the the Cardinals were the you know were just a team of destiny. They they I mean they they rallied back from a ridiculous margin to get into the playoffs. They get in the playoffs. They win two series in dramatic fashion, and then they come out and 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 gave the Rangers, who I felt like were the better team top to bottom. Uh, they gave them a run for their money, and, and we ended up and the better team won. Uh, obviously, so uh, you know, congratulations to you. Uh, I was going. I was hoping the Rangers were going to beat the Cardinals so I could rub it in Steve Wacker's face because he's a giant Cardinals fan. But uh, maybe next year. So maybe next year. All right. Brad, rank all of Deep Space Nine seasons from favorite to least. Um, Seven, <laughs> six, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, you know what? I'm actually I'm watching Deep Space Nine on Netflix. I'm on season two right now. I just started episode one last night. Uh, one wasn't as bad as I remember it, but I really, I, I still, I'm, it's uh, not as popular opinion, but I like every show better than Deep Space Nine, but I'm wow. kind of rediscovering Deep Space Nine. Freaking I even like Voyager? Yeah, I like Voyager and Enterprise better than Deep Space Nine. Oh, you Nine. are high Wrong on crack you. cocaine. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry. I don't like the, the scenario of the love boat. Where everybody comes to the ship, or etc. It's a space station, Brad. They service vessels. I know. I like my Star Trek on a ship that's going to different planets. I don't like the love boat where it's just sitting in the damn water. They eventually do get the right <laughs> ship. I know they get the Defiant, but I, I, I just, I like Scott Bakula's show. The, the Vulcan was hot. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you can't even compare Enterprise with the rest of them. And yes, the Vulcan. Uh, yeah, you girl can. No, did, did you, you see really season? Can. They're completely did, different. Did you see season three of Enterprise, where it was an overall arc? That thing was freaking awesome. I thought oh. season four of Enterprise was great. Once they yeah, had a different showrunner takeover. Yeah, I'm not Fantastic. saying Enterprise was bad. I like Enterprise. I'm just saying you can't really rank it with the others because they're so completely different. I can't. And I can't really even better. rank the original series against the stuff that came out from Next Generation onward. They're just too different. It's just my opinion. Oh, my God. (laughs) JR, step in here. Well, I think we're – George, you're going to get this question next. I was about to say the question's coming up later. Oh, okay. All right. Well, well, okay. Uh, Then we'll we'll tell Brad how wrong he is then. (laughs) Ooh, it's a show I'm looking forward to. Uh, (laughs) Gobble, gobble time. Any comics-based Thanksgiving traditions you like to share? JR, stuffing the bird? (laughs) Wow. <laughs> well, giving my in-laws the bird. Uh, <laughs> other than that, no. We, I think we all watch Spider-Man's balloon go up and down. <laughs> that sounds bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, Macy's Day going. the Macy's Day Parade, Spider-Man tradition. I think I grew up as a kid. I remember the uh, the the Marvel Comics float where they had all the guys and the horribly looking Hulk. They should have just painted Lou Ferrigno again. That's so, guy so Brad, you're saying that you celebrate Thanksgiving by watching Spidey's head bob up and down? Yes. For George, that's called Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, Berserk Fury 819 Skyrim. BD, are you going to pick up the Elder Scrolls versus the Skyrim for the PS3? No, that's the Elder Scrolls 5. It's a Roman numeral. 
Hence why I'm not going to be picking it up. I can't even name the damn thing. I don't even know what the hell the game is. I don't. <laughs> <That'd be good. laughs> every, every show is like an educational opportunity for Brad. <laughs> I miss Sarah, Brad. Yeah. Brad, that was full of fail. I'm sorry. Uh, hey, I know. Go, Elder Scroll yourself. Uh, <laughs> you and JR. Keep letting Kevin get away with calling Deep Space Nine the best Trek show. At best, it's fifth. Oh, it wait. He says third. third <laughs> and it's still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> At best, it's third best. The original series, next gen, are most superior. Besides, the origin of Deep Space Nine are fishy. Considering JMS was pitching Babylon 5 to studios at the time, including Paramount. Hit it, George. Okay, first of all, uh, Kevin and I, <coughs> or JR and I, keep letting Kevin get away with calling Deep Space Nine the best Trek show because that's what it is. Boom. Okay, okay <laughs> next. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, what, what else? Kirk and Picard? What, what else? I mean, come on. No, no, no. I'm not, we're not talking about characters. We're talking about overall shows. I'm sorry. When Deep Space Nine hit its stride, that was the most action-packed, crazy, you know, just going everywhere at one show that there was. Next Generation never hit that level of energy, ever. Yeah. Ever. None of them did. Not even Voyager. When, that, when, when Deep Space Nine was at its peak, it was the, it was the most action-packed sci-fi show that has ever been on television. And it was not when only action-packed, it was so firmly character-driven, too. It made it really engrossing. And I mean, I mean, and stuff happened. I mean, you know, it wasn't just cookie cutter and fun. I mean, people got people got effed up. <laughs> what season was its peak? Because I'm not there yet. Oh God, probably when Worf came on, it got better. Well, for, oh no, from when Worf came on onward, that's just nothing Worf. but like, oh, we're going to be knee deep in the murder. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't stand the Quark episodes. The Quarks are episodes are dumb. Okay, Brad, you have to understand what Quark is. Have you never seen Casablanca? Yeah, I have. Didn't like Casablanca either. Okay, oh. he, he's he's kind of like the Sydney Greenstreet character. He's like a criminal middleman. I mean, who, who's always got his fingers in everything. He's an information broker. His character is important. When you said that, it made me think of Michael Keaton in Night Shift. We love Doctor. Oh Brooks. God Almighty! <laughs> okay, so getting on to the other part of the question because Brad's high. Um, <laughs> Where, where he says, besides the origins of uh, DS9 or Fishy, considering Babylon 5 and JMS and blah, 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 blah. No, it's not. You know what they have in common? A damn space station. The rest of it's like Carrie and space. Anybody like Babylon 5? I couldn't get into that. I I tried. Um, I bought all the seasons, and I got like partway through season one. I haven't revisited in a while. And people keep telling me, you just need to get to season two. But season one sure does blow. <laughs> JR, you you have nothing to say here? Well, first of all, I mean, I, everybody's heard my opinions on Star Trek for years at infinitum. So, you know, I, it's refreshing to hear somebody else's opinion on it. Uh, but uh, as far as, I mean, DS9, in my opinion, is of the post-original series, I mean, nothing, you know, nothing's better than the original series. Uh, but of the post uh, that, uh, I, I think DS9's the best show. Uh, Next Generation... Um, it had its ups and downs, uh, but it was. It, and unfortunately, the the, thing, the reason DS9 was better was because it was the show that Rick Berman had the least involvement in. Um, yeah. you, know, you know, I mean, that was that was why it was kind of allowed to be its own thing, and people were allowed to kick ass and and say things, and and you know, and and just be you know 
disagreeable people, and I, I like and I like the Dominion War. I mean, I, I yeah. like the whole Dominion War thing. I mean, I thought that, that was really thing cool. is brutal, man. You've got people getting yeah. killed. I mean, like characters who've been there a while are getting killed off. You've got some of them losing limbs. Yeah. But I, but I, thought, I, I do agree the origins are fishy though because I would not put it past Berman and Paramount to have lifted the idea. I mean, just I I don't have a whole lot of respect for either Berman or Paramount, and so the the idea that they could have stolen it from JMS, which doesn't mean they necessarily have to. Like you know, how many unique concepts are there? But it still wouldn't surprise me if they did. Kevin, uh, no wait a minute. JR, is it known if Romulans ever experience Ponfar since they're an offshoot of the Vulcans? Okay. Um, first of all, um, you know, the, the Romulans are an offshoot, but uh, the reason the Vul- they don't suffer Ponfar because for Vulcans, Ponfar is the cultural and biological consequence of suppressing their emotions. The Romulans do not have that problem. Uh, and, and we uh, have a little, we have a little Romulans running around. So. And, and <laughs> I have, I have to, I, I've got kind of a mini crisis going on here. Uh, uh, I think my uh, wife and daughter are about to kill them, kill each other. Uh, I'm going to oh, step out. Grief. I'm going to step out for a few minutes. Okay, I'll be back. Okay. Right. Oh Lord. <laughs> wow. Okay. Kevin, since Sounds Jeff Johns is now on your shit list, is JMS officially your favorite comic writer? I have to say, right now, Kieran Gillen is my favorite running. Um, I mean, JMS isn't really doing anything right now, and he wasn't exactly hitting him out of the park in his most recent stuff either. Um, not that I dislike JMS or anything, still love his writing and everything. Um, but, but yeah, Kieran Gillen, everything he writes, <laughs> it just uncanny really X is really good. I haven't even got to catch up on that yet. I've got the issues, but his journey into mystery is so freaking good. You know, after you recommended that last month, I, I caught up on it, and I agree. It is very good. Yeah, very good. for. You would never think it would be a good concept to make this young Loki, but he really makes it work. Yeah. Uh, what writer would you like to see take over Amazing after Mr. Slot? Kieran Gillen. <laughs> somebody somebody who can pace it so it won't feel like an episode of Speed Racer. <laughs> that's, the, that's the pace of the Go book we have. Racer. Spider- Go it feels like I'm racer. watching anime. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mercury zero eight three from Belfast, New North Ireland. Hey, all just a few questions. What would you want to see Spider-Man doing in the next big event? Would it you want it to be part of a connected story with other characters or titles? When do you think it should be done, Dave? You know what the next big event should be? Nothing What's consisting that? of one-off stories for a little while. Yeah. I would like, if they have to do an event, which they, it seems like every year they have an event, the Fear Itself Civil War. Does every it year, seem like a drag? It month. is. Well, it's, it's a fact now. Every month is an event. Uh, we haven't really had a Spider-Man-centric event, with the exception of the Spider Island thing that happened right during Fear Itself. I'm talking about the big yearly event is Spider-Man related, which would be, uh, like Fear Itself was Thor related, Civil War was Iron Man and Cap. Yeah, but if the best they can come up with is something like Spider Island, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I, I, would, <laughs> I would agree. Fantasy Freak from My Happy Place, he's broadcasting. Hey, another Swedish person on the crawl space. Guess I wasn't the only one. Who's a... On to the question. What? <laughs> I'm Swedish chef. How is it going... Uh, while trying to get the guy who played Iceman on The Amazing Friends onto the reunion show. From what I remember, he was the only one you haven't gotten an answer from. Here's an update. I talked to uh, some people that have worked with Frank Welker, specifically Optimus Prime. No, just kidding. Uh, they, 
they led me to his agent's office in California. I have to print out a hand or a type out and sign a written letter asking for him to be on the show. Haven't done that yet. I need to. And he's the last because he was Iceman and I think he was Ms. Lion. He was. So we uh, could have. He was also Megatron. He was Megatron, and he was Freddy from Scooby-Doo. I mean, he is a popular, popular actor, and to have about an hour or so of his time, which is valuable, is going to be the biggest hurdle. So, that's the update. JR, JR, are you back? Okay, JR's not back. Kevin, do you have any good recommendations on good comics that aren't from Marvel or DC? have always found your recommendations to be spot on in the past, most of the time, anyway. Well, I appreciate that. Um, sadly, I'm not really pulling anything that's not Marvel or DC, except for <laughs> Buffy and Angel of Faith right now. Sorry. Are you, pu- are you pulling anything else, Kevin? <laughs> All the time. God, um, God. God. <laughs> you'd think as comic book fans you'd be more used to this terminology by now. <laughs> I, oh, oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> um, George. But no, oh, I... I yeah, I don't really have anything. Although I would say, if you're looking for like a something that's not one of the main titles, uh, Journey into Mystery is a really good uh, bet, even though it's Marvel. George, I'm not a huge Doctor Strange fan, but I don't like this new look in the upcoming Defenders book. What do you think? And have you read the preview? I've uh, not read the preview. I've seen the look. The look is ass. Um, and uh, Doctor Strange, Snowcoat. Doctor Strange is a great character. You should go back and look at the stuff that was actually done by people who understood the character. People like uh, uh, Steve Englehart, Roger Stern, Roy Thomas. Uh, yeah, you should. It's a character worth investing time in. Just not anything that's been done with the character since probably 2005 onward. Why can't we make him the Sorcerer Supreme again? Give him the name. Oh, that, that'll that'll happen. Brother Voodoo's dead now. Yeah. When did he die? It, uh, uh, at the end of the scrolls? No, it was during the. Uh, it was after after his ongoing became suddenly a limited overnight and ended. Mm-hmm. Um, he got killed. It was Avengers. He got I killed think. off in New Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, just as an aside, I actually like what, what Rick Remender was doing with Brother Voodoo. By the way, before it got canceled, was it really? Did he write that book? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, that Doctor Rick Voodoo Remender. title was solid. Yeah, it was. Is it was really good one stuff. of my favorites. I, I like his Venom book. I, I like his X Force, etc. Maybe Agent Michigan. Maybe Mermender should be allowed to write fighting. There you go, Warren Michigan. George, do you have anything to say to an aspiring fight clubber who got his butt kicked in the debut match? Um, don't ever look at what happens in your debut match, uh, or really your first season, uh, can be said as uh, as an indication of how you are as a fight clubber. Um, it's a learning process. Some people it takes longer. Some people they get it pretty quickly. Um, I, the biggest thing I can say is go back and look at other fights uh, and see what people did wrong, see what people did right. I would ask Ben or Shang Chi for help in the uh, Ben and Shang Chi thread. Um, but I'll, I'll point out that you know I mean I had a pretty good Fight Club record over two years, and in the first battle I had my ass handed to me. So you know, don't don't give up. You know, just stick with it, have fun, and remember to uh, always. Uh, Keep a positive attitude. That's 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 very important. And uh, and don't uh, fight with your fellow fight clubbers. We actually had had a guy get up this week. <laughs> Brad, is there anyone dead or alive you'd like to interview for the podcast? Um, let's do dead first. Um, <laughs> I think you'd prefer to interview live subjects. Yeah, no doubt. Um, why not Jack Kir- Jack Kirby talking about Amazing Fantasy 15's cover? That'd be cool. Um, Gil Kane's passed away, hadn't he? Yeah, I'm interviewed Kane. Um, uh, oh, recently passed away. Um, Ringo. 
Mark R- Ringo was a good... I, I actually got to meet him in uh, Chicago years ago in the 90s when he was on the... Since, what was that book? Was it Sensational Spider-Man? That's what I, th- I think I think it was. so, yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah. it's called. He jumped on uh, whenever uh, uh, Jurgens left. Uh, he started with issue 8 and then into that book through 33. And then uh, with a couple of fill-in times by Todd Nock, uh, which really wasn't much different in terms of the art styles. But uh, other than that, he pretty much defined Sensational after Jurgens left. I'm I'm talking in the in the uh, the Clone Saga era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he is too. Oh, Dan Dan Jurgens. Okay, I yeah, get Dan Jurgens. Yeah, not, not Jenkins. Jurgens. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, Zach, bring my Clone Saga Chronicles back to me. Can we get an estimate on new episodes of the show? And also, what is the call-in number for the Crawl Space Clone Saga? Chronicles? Um, well, it it'll be established by the time this episode comes out. But uh, there, there won't be a call-in number necessarily for the call-in show. It'll be a you're going to add a handle on Skype, which would be Clone Saga Chronicles, and uh, that estimate, probably December, we've been having some issues with the feed, but Tony's got, been having computer problems, so, and I've been busy with school, so it's it's been kind of a, a comedy of errors on the part of uh, of getting the show up, but the new feed is up, it just doesn't have all the old episodes up. Once we get all the old episodes up, then we'll post the new episodes, because we should have two in the can that have not been, that have not been, uh, up on the feed yet, so so we we do have two done. We're we're uh, probably later on this month. We're gonna record another episode, and then we'll do the uh, college show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. I lost my place. Kevin and George, which one of you hates Brand New Day more? See, it's not a competition. We are united in recognition of the assitude of Brand New Day. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Astitude. There, there's Finally another, to the, there's another Kevin term right there. Astitude. <laughs> Finally to the gang. Last time I asked, what was the best change in story in Brandon Day? But now I want to know what is the least favorite change in story of Brandon Day? And no, Carly Cooper. Ah, rapey lizard. Well, rapey lizard. lizard. <laughs> yeah, rapey lizard. Uh, Don't forget vo- vomiting vulture. Yeah, that was up there yeah. too. Mercifully got killed off by the Punisher. Thank you. Thank you. I haven't that, but. read it yet, but thank you. Is it safe, <laughs> is it safe to say that, that of the changes from brand new day and the brand new verse, the brand new verse proper, just going forward, that most of them have sucked? That it's, <laughs> that it's easier to say what hasn't sucked. Than yeah. What does suck because because there is so much suck. Don't forget freak. Oh, God. I, I actually had, and I was happy about that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. There's good old Man, you look at some of those 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 early villains, you know, like when when they were trying screwball. to bring oh god, screwball, paper doll, paper doll, Bobby Carr. I mean, just so so much so much fail everywhere, even with the supporting cast. And then and then you know you you start up the new thing where he's going to work back at Tricor again, and you know it's it, oh I don't know, it's like it, it's like a draining fail. Wombat 909, in between the cracks of a midnight nation is where he's located. (laughs) (laughs) To to all, out of all the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what was your favorite and why? Spider-Man 2, because it kicked ass with Doc Ock, etc. I think Marvel Cinematic Universe refers to the Marvel Studios movies that are leading up to Avengers, doesn't it? Well, son of a bitch. Uh, (laughs) I I don't know, maybe maybe if you're talking about all the movies, maybe give answers for both. Spider-Man 2 and, what, I guess Iron Man 
And you have Thor, Cap. It was uh, the Marvel Studios are Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Two, Thor, and Captain America. I would have to go with Thor personally. Uh, Thor, Thor, Thor was yeah. just insanely freaking entertaining, and it's amazing you could do that concept that well on screen, and the acting was excellent. I liked Cap a little bit better than Thor. I really liked that one too. Both were really, really good. What was funny was was how good those were and how bad Green Lantern sucked. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I found it more sad than funny, but still true. It is, no, you're right. I mean, by, by funny, <laughs> I mean Krasik, yes. George, bacon sandwich, sauce or no sauce? Miracle Whip. What, Damn. What, what kind yeah. of sauce are we talking about? I think hey, you just mean, hey. like, you put, you know. Mayonnaise? Okay. Yeah. No, 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 not mayonnaise, son. Get it right. Miracle Whip, Brad, there's a difference oh. between... God Almighty, you're from Missouri. Oh my God, man are, gets upset over mayonnaise. You my are, goodness, you're from Missouri. I know you know better. Show me Miracle Whip. Okay, Lady oh. Spider from Themyscira. Hey guys, what oh, is oh, your oh, sex? Stop. You got it right, bitch. I've been saying it for two years now. <laughs> no, you haven't. You just got it right, like like today. You haven't said it right before. This is. I, I've been reading New DC Fifty. No, I'll be fair to Brad. He's gotten it right before. Like, oh, first time. Yeah. yeah, that's what she said. All right, all right. Uh, <laughs> well played, bro. Hey, guys, what is your sexiest Spider-Man moment? The what moment? Uh, back, sexiest Spider-Man moment. Oh. I think uh, back in the early 90s when Marvel released the swimsuit edition. <laughs> wow. I'm just, I'm kind <laughs> of, remember that, I'm remember that magazine? It's, it's, it's a question a little bit. I'm, I just, okay, go ahead, Zach. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to answer this without sounding making it sound weird. Because no, it, it's it's good podcasting. Go ahead. You're it's, go weird. Well, sex, the heavy the heavy breathing is adding to it. By the way, oh, well, <laughs> sexy Spider-Man. I hate you right now, George. I really do. Uh, um, well, smack you with the bacon sandwich. Yeah, slap me with the bacon sandwich. Uh, the. Well, you know, there was the time when uh, McFarlane was on that it was like he was drawing her like a pinup every single time she made an appearance, especially the, uh, at, when he started his own book, when he got off Amazing. He was really bad about that. Same thing with Eric Larson. Yeah, or, Mary Jane was very – Yeah, but that's not uh, necessarily sexy. I mean like when I think sexy, I think of the one time – oh, God, when was it? The early 80s, late 70s when like when, when, when Mary Jane came to see Peter at his apartment and then they you know they just started – they just closed the door and locked it, and you knew some bad shit was going down behind the door. <laughs> Not to me, that was about, sexy. What about when Mary Jane dropped her top because he wasn't concentrating? No, that was that was objectification. I, I always know, okay. hated that. Under Michelini, MJ was just used as as like a seriously, she was just like a like a sex toy. <laughs> when you go back and look at that, that's all Michelini has her doing. It's like she's in bed, she's in lingerie. Oh, hey Peter, how was your day? Oh, that's fascinating. Here, check out my boobs. <laughs> I mean, literally, that was how he used her. He didn't know what the hell to do with her. I hated that. I hated no. that time. Ke- Kevin's got to go, but Kevin, you want to answer your questions real quick before you go? Let me see if there's uh, any How many more do I have? You don't have any left. Okay, go awesome. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else loves me. Great. You've Poor fulfilled guy. your commitment there, Mr. Cushing. Cheers. So Kevin's I guess it was good time. Go. Well, thanks Thank for having me on for uh, half the show this month, folks. Yeah. Hopefully you can come back next month. You're yeah. pulling a Zach. <laughs> um, no, no. There's twenty thousand ways I could answer that, and all of them are no. <laughs> no nobody wants to pull a Zach. <laughs> I hate you, George. I hate you, Kevin. Right now, so. Uh. <laughs>
<laughs> Kevin, you have a good night, sir. Get good day. Yeah, y'all have a good one. Thanks. Enjoy your play. Peace. And and uh, real quick, yeah, real quick, Kevin. Yeah, we we love we love you, and we're glad you came by. You're our sexiest Spider-Man moment. <laughs> <laughs> likewise, folks. Likewise. Thank you. Okay. Later. Uh, who would win in a death battle between Deb Whitman and Carly Cooper? Whitman, because he's nuts. He's nuttier than an outhouse quarrel. I don't. Are you kidding me? You don't think Carly Cooper's not just as nutty? No, no Carly Deb, Cooper's Deb's just nuts. stupid. But, but Carly Deb, Cooper has Deb heard... saw things. Jr. Yeah, step in here. Oh no, Jr. is gone, isn't he? Jr. is gone for the minute. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, like, but, but Carly's got the whole roller derby thing going on, so she can like ch- body check. You know the crap. What the, hell, what, what, what the hell is roller derby do against a psycho? I, I don't know. You, I, I Deb, mean, Whitman will, Deb Whitman will cut a man, son. <laughs> I was going to say if Deb Whitman had a had a sharp object, then you know I would probably give the advantage to Deb because you know she might want to you know make her like the Ledger Joker or something like that. But uh, what? All right. Does anyone else have a problem with DC going dark and edgy, or is it just me, or is it? That Marvel seems to pull off Dark and Edgy better than DC. DC, DC still publishing? What? I thought they, I thought they ended. <laughs> DC's doing better than Marvel these days, sir. Without yeah. Once, once they get past the, the first couple of issues, that's going to die off. Yeah. What is your favorite comic book of the new DC New? Anybody reading DC Batman. New besides me? Batman. My favorite, and I, I missed issue one, but I read issue two, Batman and Robin, with the crazy Damien as Robin. That thing yeah. is a little crazy, man. Uh, I'm, the, I'm digging the Bat titles, honestly. They're Damien, good. well, Bat titles are probably the strongest because they didn't, they, they're largely untouched. Same thing with Green Lantern. I mean, those they're like, oh, we're going to reboot everything, but we're going to leave Batman and Green Lantern the same because yeah. we'll, we won't change that formula. Zach C. from Woodland Park, Colorado. This is for everyone. I'm sure that most of you guys have an ex- uh, extensive and ever-growing back-issue supply. I was wondering how often you go back and read any of your back-issues. Do you read just certain storylines? Do you put all of your comics in chronological order and start at the beginning? How many of you purchase trades? Thanks listening forward to listening, Zach C. Uh, I honestly, I, I wish I had more time to look at the back-issues, but I don't. And they still... Are collecting. I have piles and piles of stuff, and I need to either Brad sell it or a, read it. Brad needs a secretary for his for his I for do. his comic collection. Zach, you go back and read the Clone Saga stuff all the time. Yeah, it, it, well, it's me and uh, primarily because I have the I have the first five trades. I haven't gotten the Ben Riley Epic Book trades yet, but uh, uh, honestly, it's just it's just I read that all the time. Partly keep keep myself sharp because. Of this show, and then of course, Clone Saga Chronicles, and yeah, doing different. George, pro- George, you go back and read some stuff, old stuff. Every now and then, um, like I, you know, I, I, I will get trades of stuff that I really liked uh, when I can, just so I don't have to go back and pull out the issues. Yeah, um, I've done that with a lot of stuff. Um, but yeah, every now and then, like I'll, I'll pull out some some trades and or not some trades, but some uh, original stuff and read it. Yeah. Let's see. That's what. I, that's why I'm buying the uh, Clone Saga stuff because I don't want to pull from like five different spots to read. And and they are packing those things with so much yeah. stuff. I mean, Plan the Symbiote is not a significant story. It's pretty oh, much fantastic. Bless. Yeah. It, 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 it's 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 fantastic. I mean, really is. 
and and that could have been such a good story explaining where the symbiotes come from, etc. Yeah, yeah. Well, when the hoodie becomes the symbiote, you know that's pretty much fail. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, let's see. Ellie June from Ottawa, Canada. For everyone, are there any Spider-Man comics or scenes that just plain out embarrass you? Oh, God, yes. Uh, Hit it, George. Web of Spider-Man number 117 to 129, and then Sensational Spider-Man number 0 through 11. (laughs) Amazing Spider-Man number 394 to 418. That would be the clone Spider-Man number 51 to 75. Spectacular Spider-Man number 217. You had this written down, didn't you? Spider-Man Unlimited number 7 through like 14. Yeah, those yeah, were just. I mean, I mean, we're talking embarrassment. We're talking like, <laughs> like, it, like it's fan fiction from a third grader. Oh man, that's awesome. George? Zach, anything that you hate? Uh, George Berryman right now. Um, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll probably have to be um, uh, part one through four of uh, one more day, and then one moment in time, part one through four, and then shed. Part one through four. Uh, and, uh, shed no. embarrasses me. Shed one more day, brand new day, or one more day. Um, omit and shed should insult every Spider-Man fan, really, because the the writing is so bad to the point that it should that it is. It's insulting. It, it makes the Clone Saga look like a literary classic. And trust me, if you listen to Clone Saga Chronicles, I'm a little hard on the Clone Saga sometimes. So I bet you, know, you are. For me, Ellie June's answer is I can't seem to watch the scene in Spectacular Spider-Man, the cartoon, when Peter asks Liz out. I can't handle it. Uh, let's see. Wheat Cakes from Canada. For Brad, in light of how Marvel seems Ooh. to have no problem with some of their employees' be- boorish behavior and verbal abuse of fans and online forums, have you personally ever had anyone give you a hard time about your interest in Spider-Man or because of any of the content on the Crawlspace website, or have you ever had to have any discussion with your bosses at your television station regarding some of the language, the content, and the podcast, and how it may affect the impressions of viewers might have? No. I certainly hope not, and it's not like you're ever remotely acted towards the public here like Mr. Slot or Mr. Wacker have, but I've wondered about that from time to time since you're a public figure of sorts in Joplin. Thanks so very much. Nope, never had any problems. Um, I... I don't think we give a bad impression. Granted, my my panelists like to cuss a lot every now and then. We try not to. It just slips out in the course of natural conversation. And this isn't a a broadcast uh, viewed by the FCC. Yeah, we don't have to have an FCC uh, permission slip to do this podcast. There's no filter on that. Uh, Last question for the group. Uh, MZ... I uh, don't know where this person's from. They didn't fill out the location, but it says, Hi, guys. Newbie here. I used to collect Amazing Spider-Man when I was a kid, and I want to get back I want to get back into it. I really want to buy Amazing number 300, the first appearance of Venom on eBay, but the price seems to vary anywhere from 100 to 1500 bucks. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, no doubt. Don't get the 1500 bucks one. Uh-huh. I understand that the grade condition is a factor, but can the price really vary that much? I checked out a couple of online price guides, and they have it listed for 120 bucks. Is there a special edition or something? Please school me and help me understand what makes something worth 1500 bucks. Much thanks to advance to all my new spider friends. All right, if, if anybody's got something on 1500 bucks, it's because they think there's someone out there stupid enough not to check it out and pay for it. Yeah, don't pay 1500 bucks. Don't. We had when this podcast started years ago. We had Eric from SamRuby.com, and he sells comic books, uh, or at least he did on eBay and through his website, and he said that Amazing 300 
there's a big variation on that comic because a lot of them were damaged or or folded incorrectly. I think is what he said. And no, what it was, Brad. I remember this. Okay, go ahead. Uh, the reason why the book is worth so much money is if, if you get a perfect copy because they had a black cover, and the way the black cover worked with the paper, if you if you had some slight wear, it stuck out like a sore thumb. So you have like white lines along the edge of the spine. That is what drives the value down. And if you find one that's in a that's in very good condition, such as I guess the one that he was talking about then it's going to raise that value up. That's why it's so surprisingly high in, in terms of intrinsic value. It's kind of like the uh, it's kind of like how why Action Comics this most recent one was what? 1.2 million dollars is because yeah. the condition of the of the paper, the condition of the overall way of things was made it so. So, that's why. And there's also a variant of Amazing Spider-Man 300 from, I think, American Edition or some kind of uh, online company that they released a Chromium Edition, like, years later, like in the 2000s. This book came out in 88 or 89, I think. And it's uh, got foil, and it's Chromium, and it looks really cool. And uh, that one had a print run really small, and that one goes for a lot of money. That's if you can if you can find Amazing Spider-Man fact, 300 from, from 100 to 120 bucks, if it's, you know... In fine shape, uh, that's a good deal to me. I think you're doing all right. With yeah, that. I bought two of them off the stand back in '88. Yeah, because I, I was so excited from 2.99 to see who the hell is this Venom character. wrap the show up right about there. Before we go, I want to give another shout-out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. Another spider example is on Amazing Spider-Man number 678. Now, in this one, New York is evidently destroyed all because of Spider-Man, and Spidey has 12 hours to prevent the future from happening. Well, the cover price is $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas, for the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com.